When I was a little girl, I loved rearranging my room. I would move the furniture around about every three weeks. I would deep clean about every two months. I would reorganize my pictures, my posters, my knickknacks, all of those things. Every single time I would rearrange my room. So when I got older and I was living in places that I couldn't rearrange, I started putting different pictures on my wall. I liked putting different pictures on my walls that could work for me to kind of give me that release. Uh, when I got married and had my house, I decorate huge for major holidays and so every time I do that I move the furniture around but I'm always reconfiguring the house. So when I was pregnant my pregnancies were life-threatening so not a lot of fun and I was asked if I wanted to know the sex of the babies and I said yes I need to have something to hold on to here because I am getting to this date and I need to have a reason to get to this date. When I got a little bit older and I was seeing a lot of clients, uh, getting tattoos kind of exploded and so lots of them were getting tattoos and they would show me and a lot of the artwork was very, very pretty and I would comment on it uh, that, ooh, I love the colors or I love the design or whatever. And they would always say, why don't you get a tattoo, Mandy? I'm like, no, I will not get a tattoo because I can't even keep the same picture on my wall for six months. How long do you think I would last with a tattoo? Now, that just seems like I jumped all over creation with those stories. So why those stories? What do they have to do with each other? Change. They all have to deal with change. Now, most people hate change. I do not. I actually quite like it. And no, it doesn't have to be positive change. Sometimes it can be negative change. My attitude growing up was always that I could get through anything as long as I knew how long I had to do it until I started getting older and the things that I was being asked to get through didn't have an end timetable. So I had to find other ways to deal with what I was going through. When I went to college my very favorite part of college was finals week i loved finals week no not for the intense studying and having to write all the papers and do all the research and take all the tests but because i knew that at the end of finals week i was done i didn't have to go back and make up anything and the teacher couldn't come after me for anything that part of my life was over and i could move forward i didn't have to worry about it anymore so are you kind of understanding here why I like change? Because without change, we are stuck. We are stagnant. We cannot grow. We cannot progress. But that's not the only reason I like change. I like change because it gives me the promise 
that I will always be able to get out of the situation I am in. Every single day can be different. Every single choice can be made differently. Anything that didn't work for you the day before, you have the ability to reconfigure and move forward in a different way and see if that way will work better. To me, that gives growth and hope to our purpose. It also gives that growth and hope to the balance in our lives. Because if you're so afraid of change that you are afraid to try anything or do anything, then how in the world do you think you can keep your life balanced? So let's talk about why certain people will be afraid of change. Now, I would (laughs) guess that society is probably, oh, if it's under 90% of people who hate change, I'd be really, really shocked Um, because most people think that, oh, look, I got it. It's comfortable, so I'm good. Comfortable is your enemy here, and we'll talk about why in just a minute, okay? So it isn't about living life comfortably. Living life comfortably is not living life, trust me. All right, so... Fear of change can come from having been abused because you could, if you could predict what was happening, if you could attempt to control your small little universe, then you could try to not get hurt. Now, it never worked ever, ever, ever. But that doesn't mean that kids still don't try. And it also doesn't mean that they don't carry that into their adult life. If I can control everything, then nothing can hurt me. Yeah, control isn't what protects you in this life. Uh, That's a complete misnomer. That is an extreme to the other end. Control is the exact opposite of all those positive affirmations that you think are going to move you on your merry way. So you have to look at it that this is false control and it's brought on by fear of a real thing. And so that's how we can kind of convince ourselves. Well, uh, I have really been abused. Yeah, I bet you have. But control isn't going to help you through that. Okay, the next reason that people fear change is because they are afraid they will be exposed for the fraud that they believe that they are. Remember how I talked to you about negative perfection? This is where we will circumvent that. And instead of saying, hey, I can make mistakes and I'm still a really great person, We say, oh my gosh, if anybody finds out that I don't really know anything, then they're going to stand up and say, liar! Um, Have you seen that happen anywhere but a Monty Python movie? I haven't. (laughs) So we need to stop thinking that this is what's going to happen to us. All right, why do we think that we're going to be exposed as frauds? Lots of people think that I know how to do everything. And I will ask them, well, 
how do you think I got to this point? And they're like, I don't know. And well, I tried. I looked at it and said, I can try that. I can, I mean, I can give it a go. I can see if I can do that. And little by little, I just added more and more that I could do to my repertoire. It really had nothing more to do with than my thought of, I can try that and I love change. So let's see if I can do this and let's see what it will change. Okay, now the very last reason that people will fear change is because they don't understand it. And we are afraid of things that we don't understand. So if you can't make sense of it, then you don't want any part of it. And if you think that society doesn't want to make sense out of everything, then you've got your head in a hole and you haven't been paying attention. So several years ago, um, my parents disowned me and I was asked by a lot of friends, why, 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 why? I'm like, okay, do you really think the why matters? It's not the why that matters. It's the what that matters. What are they doing and what am I going to do about it? Because the why didn't change anything. So we are afraid of what we don't understand. Everybody else wanted the reason. Like there isn't one. And if there is, does it really matter? Is it going to do you any good? Is it going to actually stop what's happening? Or is it just information that you're like, well, that was lame. Okay, because I have people all the time, Mandy, I need closure. I need closure. Then then walk out the door and close it behind you. That's all the closure you're ever going to get with these situations because if you don't understand it, it's not going to make sense to you. There's that side of it. And you cannot make sense out of nonsense. That's why it's called nonsense because there's no sense to it. So we cannot figure it out so that change isn't scary, okay? So these are the reasons why people are afraid of change. Now, I mentioned that we would talk about being comfortable. People aren't afraid of change because they like being comfortable. But being comfortable keeps people from being willing to change. You understand kind of the juxtaposition that that encapsulates because <laughs> I know it gets a little weird, um, but basically it isn't what causes the fear. It's what causes the block, if that makes more sense. Okay, so what is comfort? Well, comfort is what you're used to. That's it. It's not healthy or unhealthy. It's healthy or unhealthy. It's what you're used to. If it wasn't, then we would have a much easier time convincing battered women to leave their abusive partners. We would have a much easier time convincing teenagers that their world isn't over because they were shunned by a certain group. We would have a much easier time getting people to be willing to take those leaps of faith because they wouldn't need to feel comfort in order to do it. Uh, if you old people out there like me, 
remember Indiana Jones the uh, and the Last Crusade, where he had to take the leap of faith out of the lion's m- mouth. It wasn't his favorite thing to do, but he did it. So when my husband uh, was trying to deal with his major depression, uh, I kept telling him that he needed to change. He needed to refocus. He needed to reconfigure. And he kept telling me that he didn't know how. That, that Everybody just saying, hey, change, wasn't working for him. So I came up with this analogy. Now, you have a shirt. Everybody has a shirt. That is the shirt. You have worn it bare. It has stains. It has holes. It's threadbare. It but you will not get rid of this shirt. Why? Because it's comfortable. It's so comfortable. It fits every part of your body and the material is so soft. Yeah, because part of it's not there. Um, So I go to the store and I buy you this shirt. I buy the exact same size. I buy the exact same color. I buy it from the exact same brand. And I bring it home and I ask you to put it on. You don't want to. Why? Because it's scritchy and new and not comfortable. Even though it's the better, cleaner, healthier choice, we don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. Are you understanding why being comfortable should not be the gauge you live your life by? that does not work so when we're talking about being comfortable or being uncomfortable change is going to make you uncomfortable every single time it's going to make you uncomfortable even if it's a good change if i am in the water and i'm done swimming and i come out of the water I am freezing before I get my towel and wrap it around me and dry off and warm up. So fun activity, uncomfortable. So what does that mean? Because I'm afraid to be uncomfortable, I should live in the water for the rest of my life? Well, I've always wanted to be a mermaid, but I've never found a realistic way to do it. So I really don't think that's going to work, right? So do not gauge change by levels of discomfort. Because we are more than willing to stay with what we know before we are willing to go towards the unknown. So speaking of comfort and the unknown, the house I grew up in, I lived in it most of my childhood, teenage years. Uh, We moved there when I was one, so I really didn't know any other place to live. When I went to college, the first place I chose was only a couple of hours away from home. And the first time I was driving away from my parents' house for the very first time, I thought my life was over. Oh my gosh, I can never return. Until I got to college and, you know, I started living the life and I got into a play and I loved it. It was fantastic. Okay. So after that, I went to go get my bachelor's degree and I got my bachelor's degree in a whole other state. It was a 21-hour drive home. And when I was going there, 
I was homesick for the first little bit. People love the story of me trying not to be homesick. I'll share it at the end so those of you who don't want to hear it don't have to. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't believe that the end of the world was coming. Now, when I was getting my bachelor's degree, I got lots of opportunities to go to different places and participate in different events. And I took advantage of all of them and I loved it. I went all over the United States. So by the time I graduated with my bachelor's and was going into my, it's kind of, it's called a practicum, but for those of you who don't know what a practicum is, it's kind of like a residency. Anyway, I went to a whole other place again for my uh, practicum and I was so excited. I loved it. I took advantage of everything. I, it was my favorite place that I have ever lived. And the thing that I learned from all of that is what change actually is and how to change. What change actually is, is growth. And that's a big reason most people don't like it because growing doesn't always feel stable. But I didn't say that change is unstable. I said it's uncomfortable. Change can be as stable as it's going to be or as unstable as it's going to be. That is to be determined later, not when you're making the decision, okay? So all change is, is a reconfiguring of a plan. That's really all it is. It's a, if you're walking down the street and you decide to cross the street, you've just changed. You've reconfigured the current plan. The current plan was that you were walking down this side of the street. You have decided that you're going to walk down the next side of the street and look, change. That's it. It doesn't take any more than that, okay? Now, yes, as we get into bigger issues, uh, it takes a lot more thought to make good changes, but it is still the same concept. It's just a reconfiguring of the plan. Okay, so what are the benefits of change? Well, if I had been so afraid of going away and living by myself that first year in college, I, and perish the thought, but might still be living with my parents. Oh, please no. So it gave me hindsight to not hindsight is 2020. You cannot judge past experience on present knowledge. It doesn't work and it isn't fair, but it does teach you that you'll survive it. It teaches you that, hey, look, I got through this and this is how I got through it. So this next thing I can get through. When I went and got diagnosed with cancer, I went in to tell my daughters that I had cancer and they were looking at me with big eyes and they said, well, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to take care of it. I said, and people got mad at me because I wasn't upset enough that I had cancer. And I said, if you want me to be upset, then give me something to be upset about. Cancer is not the worst thing that I've had to deal with. 
So what I know is that if I go and I do everything that I am supposed to do and that I am being told to do, then I am going to get the outcome that is going to happen. And there's not a thing I can do about that except for not change, not move forward, not try to reconfigure the plan. I can sit there stuck, stagnant, and die that way because not changing is not living. So I would tell people, because they'd look at me really weird, and I'm like, this isn't the first time I've had a near-death experience. (laughs) You're going to think I'm exaggerating. I'm not. I've had five. (laughs) So I knew that it wasn't, that cancer wasn't going to be what ended me. I knew what dying felt like. I knew what it looked like. And so I, and no, I didn't go towards the light. So I know, knew that as long as I kept doing what the doctors told me to do and working my plan and reconfiguring, changing if necessary, then it would come out with the best possible outcome. And by the way, if I didn't like change, then why move forward to work on eradicating my cancer? Do you see how beneficial change can be? It gets you out of the situation you're in. And that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's for growth. Sometimes it's for protection and safety. Sometimes it's for health. Sometimes it's for emotional stability or financial stability. I mean, there are lots of reasons why this can work well. So I know how hard it is for people to change. I live with a lot of people who hate all kinds of change. And every time we're doing a change, I get the panic, panic everywhere. And I have to just remind them, is this really going to be what ends your life? I mean, seriously, is this really going to be what ends your life? And if it is, then so what? This or something else, what are you going to do about it? So I know what it looks like to hate change, but I also know how much it hampers. So don't be afraid of change. You don't need to be. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. The thing I, and I don't really fear this, but the thing I don't like to deal with is comfort. This is, it gets us complacent. It makes us stagnant. And it makes us take on stuff that we normally wouldn't. So it's time to look at it. Are you picking comfort or are you picking growth? That's what you got to think about. For those of you who wanted to hang on till the end and hear this lovely story about my homesickness, here it is. I got my bachelor's degree in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Now, (laughs) Weatherford, most of you just went, what? Because nobody's heard of it. Trust me, it's in the boondocks. And I got there and I was only going there for school. I was not going there for family or friends, so I knew nobody. Now, I was coming from my state, and so I 
we drove out there and we drove out there earlier. Um, my parents dropped me off and helped me unpack and then said goodbye and went to a hotel for the evening. So I'm sitting in my dorm room. My roommate's not there yet. Like I said, we got there a little bit early. She had left a note and said, I'm at my boyfriend's. I'll meet you when I get back. I'm like, okay. So I'm basically the only person in this town where there's nobody. And I don't like sitting in my dorm room. It's making me sad. So I figure, what's an activity that you can do that will surround you with people? Go to the movies. Great. So I looked up where, and people, this is in the days before Google, email, cell phones. So I looked up in the newspaper what, uh, where the theater was and what was playing. It was playing The Sandlot. I'm like, never heard of it, but okay. So I go to the theater and I, the guy's there and I buy my ticket and I go to the counter and I buy my popcorn and my drink and, and he just keeps moving around the counter and I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm talking to him a little bit and, and I go in to sit down and I'm picking my seat and it was in the days before stadium seating too, even though I don't know Weatherford still has stadium seating. So it wasn't going to help anyway. And I went to go pick my perfect spot and I'm sitting right in the middle of the theater where if somebody really tall, sits in front of me I can still move over one way or the other and see all right and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for all the people to show up and the room goes dark and the movie starts my grand plan to go and surround myself with people put me in a giant movie theater by myself watching the sandlot at least it was a good movie <laughs> when I came out the guy who had sold me my ticket and my popcorn was running the projector. And I said, why didn't you at least come and sit by me? He's like, oh, I could have, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's my great, I was trying not to be homesick and it backfired on me horribly story. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.